the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Saudi Arabia shares intel with the U.S. showing allies of Iran planning to launch attacks to distract from protests. But obviously there is going to be a a large amount of concern about this, particularly when you're talking about precision-guided missiles. Polling shows gubernatorial races across the country are favoring Republicans. The enthusiasm gap is there. I think Republicans have a built-in advantage. The leader of the FCC says the U.S. should ban TikTok. It is both a national security threat and a surveillance threat. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, November 2nd. I'm Mike Scott. On Tuesday, Saudi Arabia shared intel with the U.S. that showed that Iran is planning to start attacking targets in the region in the hopes of distracting from protests that stem from the death of a young woman who died in the custody of Iran's morality police back in mid-September. It's unclear what form the attacks will take, but the Iranians are expected to target Saudi it's unclear what form the attacks will take, but the Iranians are expected to target Saudi Arabia as well as Iraq. This comes on the heels of another report showing Iran may soon give Russia short-range ballistic missiles to use in their ongoing conflict with Ukraine. Military experts agree that should Iran start equipping Moscow with artillery, it would mark a significant escalation in Iran's involvement in the war. Clarissa Ward, reporting from Ukraine, says it's still unknown when the missiles will be used. We don't really know yet when these weapons would actually arrive in Russia and so when they would start being used. But obviously there is going to be a a large amount of concern about this, particularly when you're talking about precision guided missiles and drones, which have had such a devastating effect on the battlefield, uh, particularly in the last month. I'm standing here right behind me. You can probably see this is what it looks like when a large missile slams into a residential area. This actually happened a few weeks ago, but it gives you a picture for just the level of weaponry that we're talking about and that you're dealing with here. This is a normal apartment building. Three people were killed. Seven people were injured. And just yesterday, you mentioned in your introduction, 50, more than 50 missiles fired at Ukraine. Ukrainian Air Force saying that they were able to intercept more than 40 of them, which is a tremendous success rate. But as you know, Max, even just a few that managed to get through, if they hit those targets, and the target now is very much, of course, civilian infrastructure, then they still can have a devastating impact. According to weapons experts, the missiles, if delivered and deployed, would mark the first time that Iran would provide Russia with advanced precision-guided missiles. 
Two of the officials say the surface-to-surface missiles are expected to be part of a tranche of roughly 100,000 additional weapons, including more weaponized drones that Iran could transfer to Russia by the end of this year. Retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling says Russia is spending millions of dollars to commit war crimes against civilian targets. Russia is also spending millions of dollars on a strategy of attacking civilian infrastructure, forcing the Zelensky government to look in two directions. They want to continue the military assaults on the Russians that are occupying their countries, but they're faced with the dynamic of how do we take care of our civilians at the same time. So it causes that government to look two ways. And this is unfortunately more continuation of an illegal strategy by Mr. Putin, which is based on committing war crimes. You can't say it any other way. I know I've been a broken record on that, but that's just the truth of the matter. Hurtling goes on to say that in his opinion, Russian troops are disorganized and lack the proper training. And you're seeing undisciplined soldiers across the, the board. Soldiers from the very beginning that have jumped onto this BTR without uniforms. They've had their helmets askew. Some of them have baseball caps on backwards. They're handing mortar rounds into the turret of this vehicle. Uh, they're, you know, you're hearing the, the track commander say, hang on, find a place to hang on. Soldiers saying, I don't know where to hang on. The vehicle takes off. You're seeing soldiers losing their helmet as it flies down the road. Uh, there's no wingman to the, there's the helmet that just went off. There's no wingman for this vehicle. They suddenly go off in the ditch, probably because some of those soldiers that are on top of the vehicles are blocking the driver's view. It is just a comedy of error. North Korea's foreign ministry threatened powerful follow-up measures in response to the U.S. expanding joint military exercises with South Korea, alleging that the exercises were practiced for an invasion. The expanded drills by the U.S. and South Korea were in response to North Korea's increased weapons and nuclear testing. The North has ramped up its weapons demonstrations to a record pace this year, launching more than 40 ballistic missiles, including developmental intercontinental ballistic missiles and an intermediate-range missile fired over Japan. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder says the U.S. and South Korean forces have started a new training exercise dubbed Vigilant Storm. A training event that will enhance combat readiness and interoperability for all units involved. Approximately 240 aircraft and thousands of service members. Ryder says the training exercise will involve about 240 aircraft and thousands of service members from South Korea and the U.S. The exercise that we're conducting uh, is a long-planned exercise focused on uh, enhancing interoperability of our forces to work together to defend uh, the Republic of Korea and our allies and the region. Taking a look at the midterm elections. According to new polling, Republican Representative Lee Zeldin has inched above Democrat gubernatorial incumbent Kathy Hochul in a closely watched race in New York State. Zeldin, who positions himself as tough on crime, is leading his rival 48 to 47 percent. Zeldin released a statement in the wake of the poll saying, in part, 
to repeal cashless bail, fire rogue DAs like Alvin Bragg and stop congestion pricing and take other bold action to save the state, Hochul's got to go. Former President Donald Trump talked about the midterm elections with the Salem Radio Network and says U.S. inflation is out of control. You know, like inflation, people say, oh, it's a, it's a worldwide problem. No, we caused the problem because of yeah. energy. We made it so, we, we drove the energy costs up so high, whether you were a baker, a butcher, a lawyer, a, everything needs energy. We drove energy costs, and now it's out of control. Trump maintains food costs are now even higher than energy costs. We have Thanksgiving coming up. You can't get a turkey. But if you do, you have to pay three times higher than you did last year. How did this happen? Yeah. This would never have happened. It's, it's a shame when you look at it because, you know, energy is, is through the roof. But food costs are much higher than energy. Reporter Jacob Solis joined News Nation and said that there is an enthusiasm gap between Republicans and Democrats, which will likely tip the Senate in Republicans' favor. The enthusiasm gap is there. I think Republicans have a built-in advantage, the economy being what it is. And Democrats, um, it's it's not 2018 and it's not 2016. It's not even 2020. 2022 is a down year for Democrats. And so far, we haven't really seen the same kind of enthusiasm in the early vote period that we have in past cycles. Solis says that, in his opinion, the biggest issue concerning voters is the economy and Democrats are not winning the messaging war. Right now, the biggest issue is the economy. And I think a lot of voters in Nevada are looking at gas prices and they're up and they're looking at inflation, housing costs, food costs. It's all up. And the Democrats are having difficulty messaging around that issue. Jerry Boyer, host of the Meeting of the Minds podcast, says that this election is a bottom up election. We are in the midst of what is properly labeled a bottom up election. Legacy media keeps pushing narratives from the top down. Momentum is with the Democrats, we've heard, and the GOP is riddled with, scare quotes, white Christian nationalists. Then, Republicans are somehow guilty of every random act of violence, and over and over we've heard that this election is really all about Donald Trump. But, I bet you've noticed, Trump isn't on the ballot this year. Americans can see for themselves what is. Skyrocketing consumer prices, falling real wages, and disruptions in goods and services. And that's just the economics. Crime is rising. We have a crisis in public education. Then there's the new hordes of homeless. The question this election asks of you is who are you going to believe? The propaganda outlets for the ruling class or your own two eyes? Remember, it's not enough to gripe. You have to act. Make sure that your vote is part of the final tally. There's been a temporary hold put on the handover of former President Donald Trump's tax returns to a congressional committee. Daybreak Insider Shelley Adler has details on this story. The order by Chief Justice John Roberts gives the Supreme Court time to weigh the legal issues in Donald Trump's emergency appeal to the high court, which was filed Monday. Without court intervention, the tax returns could have been provided as early as Thursday by the Treasury Department to the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee. Roberts gave that committee until November 10th to respond. If Trump can persuade the nation's highest court to intervene in the case, he could potentially delay a final decision until the start of the next Congress in January. I'm Shelley Antler. On Tuesday, the head of the FCC said the U.S. needs to ban the China-based social media app 
TikTok. Chairman Brendan Carr released a statement saying that, I don't believe there's a path forward for anything other than a ban. The chairman pointed to concerns about how TikTok and its Chinese parent company, ByteDance, handled data from U.S. users. Julia Burstyn, CNBC's senior media and tech correspondent, breaks down the news from the FCC leader. Shares of Meta ended the day up more than 2%, Snap up about 3.5% after a report in Axios that FCC's Commissioner Brandon Carr says CFIUS should move to ban TikTok. He's referring to revelations about TikTok and parent ByteDance's management of user data. And Carr said, quote, I don't believe there is a path forward for anything other than a ban. He's, of course, one of five FCC commissioners. And the FCC itself does not actually have any authority over TikTok. CFIUS does. And CFIUS is currently in talks with TikTok to determine if it can or should be divested to a U.S. Company. Borson reads the statement released by TikTok in response to the FCC chair's desire to ban the social media app. TikTok got back to us with a statement saying, quote, Commissioner Carr has no role in the confidential discussions with the U.S. government. Going on to say, we are confident that we are on a path to reaching an agreement with the U.S. government that will satisfy all reasonable national security Concerns. Commentator Steve Hilton of Fox News says that TikTok is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. TikTok is the ubiquitous social media video app owned by the Chinese tech company ByteDance. Well, sort of owned by ByteDance because there is no big business in China not controlled by their brutal authoritarian regime. And there's two big issues with that. First, as a new report just confirmed, All the data from TikTok goes right back into the hands of the communist regime. It's basically a global surveillance tool to gather user data. Hilton also says that the app's algorithm seeks to influence U.S. society. China manipulates the app's algorithm to show Americans things that are harmful to our society and democracy. While TikTok in America is all twerking teenagers, in China it's diligent students working to be scientists. The establishment here has gone nuts over Russia meddling in our democracy. Well, this is China meddling with our society. Even Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn says TikTok is a national security threat. Commissioner Carr is so correct in how he frames this because, Steve, it is both a national security threat and a surveillance threat to millions of Americans. And think about what the Communist Chinese Party, who has a board seat with ByteDance, what they're doing with this information. They are building a version of the virtual you of each and every individual that is on this platform. The Tennessee senator says that Congress is working on a bill that would make it harder for social media apps to mine for data on its users. This is one of the reasons that President Trump had said they ought not to be able to operate here. It is why I, along with others, have had amendments to the Defense Authorization Act to remove TikTok from our military members' phones because it is that surveillance tool. Now. As you know, I have moved forward legislation this week, the Kids Online Safety Act, which would make it more difficult for companies like TikTok 
that are doing data mining, that are surveilling, that are harvesting this data, that are selling this data to operate because it brings transparency and stricter guidelines to which they're going to have to mm -hmm. adhere. So that will make this market less attractive for them and more difficult. There were a lot of help wanted signs posted in September. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason takes a look at the new unemployment numbers. In a newly released update, the Labor Department says job openings rose unexpectedly, suggesting the labor market is not cooling as fast as the Fed inflation fighters had hoped. Employers advertised 10.7 million job vacancies in September, up from 10.2 million in August. Economists had been expecting the number of job openings to drop below 10 million. Rich Thomason reporting. The owner of a Steinway piano that once belonged to Thomas Edison says the inventor has left an unusual signature on the instrument. Daybreak Insider's Donna Water has more on why the inventor left his impression on the piano. Robert Friedman of Woodstock, New York, bought Thomas Edison's Steinway Grand Piano for $45,000 in January 2021. Friedman says when a friend came over to tune the instrument, he noticed indentations on the piano and told him... Oh, those are Edison's bite marks. Edison was hard of hearing, and he said he'd bite into an instrument's wood to feel the vibrations. Edison bought the piano in 1890, so it's possible it was used in his early experience experiments with sound recording. I'm Donna Water. And finally, on Tuesday, SpaceX's Falcon Heavy lifted off for the first time in more than three years, sending satellites into orbit for the U.S. Space Force. Three, two, one, zero, liftoff. Now, this rocket system, consisting of three Falcon 9 boosters strapped side-by-side, side, took off from a SpaceX launch pad with two satellites from the Space Force and a group of smaller satellites bound for a different orbit. The Space Force did not provide details of its satellites and requested that SpaceX end its launch live stream early without showing deployment. Kate Tice is an engineering manager with SpaceX and says the Falcon Heavy launch from Cape Canaveral is their second time launching satellites for the U.S. government. Today's mission is a national security space launch for the United States Space Force and marks our fourth Falcon Heavy mission of all time and our 50th overall launch of 2022. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.